From Tally to Cali, it's time to wake up. Warchant.com is your ultimate seminal sports source. And this is Wake Up Warchant, presented by Corner Pocket Bar and Grill. One more, now here's Warchant.com's ass on Hunch of Andy and Corey Clark. What is up, everybody? It is Wake Up War Chain. Your favorite football team now has 10 wins coming up on today's show. We'll talk about that 10th win. 35-32 win over Oklahoma. Wake Up War Chain presented by the Corner Pocket Bar and Grill in Tallahassee, Florida. CPTallyBar.com. That is the website. But as you know, you can pull out your phone, use that camera app, and focus it on that QR code, which we had a QR code on our credential that got us into the stadium. Hmm. And that'll take you right to the website and check out the menu and the daily lunch special, which go on from 11 a.m. to 3 p.m all day throughout the week, except for Tuesdays when it's all day with the Taco Tuesday. On Thursday, well, what about a cheesesteak sandwich? Chicken or steak, if you'd like. And you get your side dish, the straight fries, curly fries, you know, side salad, all of that, over the corner pocket bar and grill. Um, actually, it's Friday. No, what am I talking about? Not Thursday. That, Come be, on, that'll Aslan. That'll be yesterday. Sorry. You know Get how it, it together. goes. together. I'm trying, everybody. Friday will be chicken strip basket, hand-breaded, served with a dipping sauce, or toss in a sauce if you're choosing on Fridays. A quick apology, everybody. It's late. I'm tired. Um, you probably want an hour-long show, but we're just going to pack it all into like 25 minutes. It'll be really good. Corey, 35-32 win over Florida State, or for Florida State over Oklahoma. Tenth win, first 10-win season since 2016. First sub-500 season for the Sooners since 1998. I don't know. You know. I don't even know how many of our viewers or listeners were alive back then, Corey, Ooh. 1998. What were we doing back then? Um, you know, the last two games, I guess people could say, well, hey, look, look what Florida State looks like when they play like a real big boy team, if you will. I like how you mentioned in the wrap-up, man, listen, Oklahoma, I know they were backups, but it's still Oklahoma. Their backups are still going to be good. Um, I don't know if I'm going to look at it through that kind of prism or that lens, man. That was, that was a team that really... That Oklahoma, Oklahoma team wanted to win. Yeah. They had a plan for winning. Yeah, credit to them, too, right, for yeah. showing up wanting to win. I think they wanted to get under Florida State's skin early on. I think they wanted yeah. to be a little, little chippy, maybe mm-hmm. play to the echo of the whistle. They did all that. Florida State, you know, handled the storm. And then the fourth quarter was just an amazing college football game, and Florida State just showed that they are the superior team, man. Yeah, and it was, I mean, it was, it was kind of, it reminded me of the Florida game in a way, um, just because the, the first four games of this winning streak were laughers, man. They were over by halftime, essentially. These last two, you had to go win against teams that have athletes now. They, they were having disappointing seasons, Florida and Oklahoma. But if you look roster for roster, player for player, even with some of the departures that Oklahoma had, that's still a talented bunch. I mean, that, the, the Gabriel kid can play. That running back's a good one. I know he wasn't the starter, but he's going to be very good. He's a true freshman and, and is good. Uh, the receivers, they have a couple really good receivers. The tight end is the truth. Um, and those backup linemen can clearly play. Um, it's good to be the big boys. That's what Florida State's trying to get to. Florida State's trying to get to a spot where if they lose three linemen, because they're good at our two linemen because they're going to the NFL, they can still put out guys that can hold their own. They can run for 260 yards, um, which is what Oklahoma did. And look, man, when you want to look at the microcosm of the game itself, that's what Florida State's defense has looked like all season when Fabian Lovett doesn't play. They but give he, up. he did play against Florida, though. And they... that's, but, but other than that, right? right? Like right. Louisville, um, name them, Wake Forest, Clemson, they all could run mm-hmm. on Florida State. That's what happens uh, without Fabian Lovett. The good news is we don't know if Fabian Lovett's coming back or not. There's a chance. But you're going to be better on the defensive line next year. Um, 
And that was not surprising to me. And so people, and we'll, we'll talk about the good stuff, I promise, but people want to criticize the defense. Fine, go ahead. But what schematically was wrong with what they did? Yeah. They just got pushed around because, man, I'm sorry, but Robert Cooper this season, his health is, is a consideration, is not a great college football defensive tackle. Uh, Josh Farmer's too young right now. Uh, Malcolm no. Ray, you know, you're not... Josh Farmer has some moments, right? But he's young. Malcolm Ray's Malcolm Ray. Like you don't have, Jared Jackson's not even there. So you didn't have a lot of, you don't, you're not great in the middle. Um, and then, you know, your defensive ends, save for one, didn't play real well. So next year, that defensive line is going to be much better. And I don't think you can just say Adam Fuller got ripped because he always gets ripped by good offenses. I just think physically they were out, they were outmanned a little bit, which is a little bit sad when you're playing against a team that, was down three or four offensive linemen. But again, like Aislon said, they're Oklahoma. But man, the good things. It's a 10-win season. Man, you just beat Oklahoma, man. That was, and it's like, did it really matter if they won that game as far as what happens next year? No, probably not. Maybe a huge bummer though. Maybe that's a downer what I'm saying. for sure. And it would have been a downer about how you felt about this team. And I'm just glad this team gets to have the ribbon on its, the, the bow on top of the gift box that says we gave you a 10-win season. They get to feel good about themselves, man. Yeah. So what was some of the, the I guess let's, we want to talk about the good with this team. It's Jordan Travis. I mean, I, uh, I admit I voted for Johnny Wilson to be my MVP. Um, it's wrong on that probably. I, I didn't even, I didn't realize he threw for over 400 yards. 418, 468 on the whole, I think you said, Corey. Uh, what, what can be said about him that we haven't said? Nothing, but let's just talk about how good he is, man. He's, yeah. Um, and I, what a, I mean, I don't know, other than USC, who feels better about their quarterback coming back next year. Stetson's gone, Duggan's gone. Yeah, I mean, and I don't know that Georgia fans would feel better about Stetson than Florida State fans feel about Jordan Travis anyway. I don't think Michigan fans love J.J. McCarthy. They like him, but, like, I mean, if, if Jordan Travis, like, I'll come to Ann Arbor. Yeah, they'd they, take it. Yeah. No, no, that, that was a, a great game. He is a great player. I mean, there's no other way to say it, and he's – He's 16 and five in his last 21 games as a starter. Damn. Come on now. <laughs> I mean, that's that's saying something, right? For a team that hasn't won a lot of games, my man is 16 and five in his last 21 as a starter. That's incredible, and um, and he was incredible. And they needed every last one of those yards too. Um, he even got a little banged up in that game. He's an awesome college football player, and it's it's really cool that we get to watch him for another year. And shout out to Johnny Wilson, J Dub. I knew you could do it, Bird man. man. <laughs> yeah. Hey, we're all gonna we're all, we're all gonna drop. Life, life give you gives you drops. Yeah, man. You're gonna have drops in life. Right, right. What do you do after the drop, Aslan? That's what that's what tells you who you are. You as a convert person. third downs is what he does. It's all he does is convert huge third downs after he drops a pass. Dude, and that was an all the the one that set up Fitz Magic's uh, game winner. That's an all time catch, man. It's a great throw, by the way. But kind of catching it over shoulder while the dude's pulling down his hand and then trying to throw him off. I mean, that was just an unbelievable play by that dude. How about Fitzgerald? Shout out Ryan. He did it. He did it, man. I mean, there's a lot of – it wasn't the, the furthest, you know, wasn't the most uh, – the, the climate was all right, man. But there was a lot of pressure on that kick. There's a lot Absolutely. riding on it, man. So, you know. I wasn't necessarily a huge fan of how they played that series out after getting down there. Right. I like that they ran it the first two times, but at some point I want the ball in my best player's hands to win the game as opposed to leaving it to the right foot of my kicker. Um, 
but I get it that you wanted to make them burn their last time out and you didn't want to risk an incomplete pass. I still would have maybe had Jordan run the ball or something, but whatever. Um, I'm not going to criticize a guy that just won 10 games and put up 560 yards of offense, but uh, yeah, man. Um, you know, the first wide right was 34 yards. You know, that's, there have been shorter field goals missed. Oh. And for him to step up after the season he had and make that kick, um, that's, a, that's, that's, that's not nothing. That's a big kick, clearly. I mean, it won the game, but maybe it's a big kick for his career. Or maybe there'll be a new kicker here next year. Who knows? But um, that, that was really cool for him. It was kind of sim- symbolic of the whole season, right? Like guys that have been counted out at other stops or even here, talking about the quarterback, talking about Johnny Wilson. Um, Duke Cooper, man. Duke Cooper with the, with the biggest play of the season by far for him. Mm-hmm. Um, guys, guys have been counted out at other places. They've been counted out at Florida State making plays to win games, man. That's, it's kind of cool. It's what sports is all about, right? Yeah. I mean, um, Ryan Fitzgerald was awful. He, he is, you know, he was the reason they lost the NC State game because they couldn't trust him in the, in the exact same scenario they just had against Oklahoma. They couldn't trust him at NC State. They did trust him in this one, and he delivered and kicked the game winner, man. So good for him. Yeah. Um. The Duke Cooper thing is crazy because, man, they were they were a lot more shorthanded, I think, than we anticipated going into this game, right? I mean, yeah. And then during the game, seems like Robert Scott went out, Akeem Dent went out in the yep. game. Uh, um, uh, Jarian Jones went out, yeah. never played again. We never saw Greedy Vance. Greedy Vance like. didn't play. I mean, he was dressed out, but he didn't play. Um, yeah. So it was. Uh, they were down to their. You know, they were down to. Renardo Green went out. Um, so you you were your two corners for the majority of the second half. Not that they threw it much. They didn't have to. Whereas R.E.A. Thomas and uh, Duke Cooper. Yeah. And Duke Cooper, that fumbly cause is, is really what they were going back and forth until yeah. that moment. That's what gave them the lead or got them in a position to take the lead. Yeah. And then Shaheen Brown, with, like as you point out in the wrap, like a really big tackle on that, on that last drive to, to you know, close out the game in the open field. He's a guy that had to fill in for Akeem Dent. So... This game was, this was a real true competitive game. And I, I saw a Mississippi State guy I know tweeted out about, you know, who says that these bowl games are boring. The people that say the bowl games are meaningless are the teams that lose. Or like this yeah. Florida State-Oklahoma game is awesome. I think like for a guy like Shaheem, again, and for Azari to play in a game with, with big stakes, because, man, they, man, they, talk, they, they weren't shy about how much they wanted to win 10 games. Yeah. They, they wanted that win bad. For them to be in that position... You know, that, I mean, it's really good jump-off point for next year, too, man. These guys get more uh, more real reps, season reps. For sure. And when you talk about, game, you know, bowl games mattering, like, tell that to the, what was it, it was 61,000 in that stadium. I would guess 57,000 were Florida State fans. That meant a lot to them. And it was really cool for them to show up and be there and to celebrate like that. Like, that, the Cheez-It Bowl probably won't ever have a crowd like that again, legitimately. Because if Florida State's back in the Cheez-It Bowl again next year, the fans aren't going to show up like they did this year because there will have been a, it will have probably been a disappointing season and uh, the expectations weren't reached. It's because everybody, I, I think, when Florida State goes on the road and plays in NC State, even if they're three and six, there's a section of Florida State fans that are always going to show up because they get to see their team play close to them. So even, wherever Florida State goes, there's going to be a, a section of people that show up. They're not going to go out of their way to show up for other teams but this team, or other Florida State teams, but this team was so beloved that people went out of their way that we knew, that we saw mm-hmm. on uh, the, the meet oh, and greet. We had a huge, I got a huge list of people to get to at some point. Oh, okay, sure, you, we will. Way. But uh, the, the meet and greet, all those people, so many of them were out of town that wanted to, 
celebrate this season, man, and celebrate this team, and deservedly so, man, because we've been we've been in the darkness for too long, and the, to finish with ten wins, in the way they played, as likable as they were, um, the way they responded to to adversity and didn't spiral, it's it's commendable, and I think for the first time, really, since the end of that Orange Bowl, because the end of that Orange Bowl against Michigan, you're like, oh boy, mm-hmm. just wait till Derwin's back. Yeah. I know we lose Dalvin, but Cam Akers is coming in, and Francois is the truth. And this, Nooney's this, got some. No, know, look at Nooney. He's going to be a Blitnikoff winner. Yeah. All the you, you saw that in the Michigan game. You're like, man, you were you were sky high, and then obviously it all crashed for the next five years. So let's hope that doesn't happen again. But that's the last time people were this excited heading into an offseason about Florida State football. And I think people are probably even more excited this time around yeah. because of the context of what the last five years have been. Growing up, my dad used to take me to the game at the stadium. We'd watch our favorite team play, and then we'd always eat at Zaxby's. That's why it means so much to me that Zaxby's is the official chicken of college fans. To me, they go together perfectly. It reminds me of my dad and... Oh, come on, ref! Are you serious? Get some glasses! Terrible call! Now, I take my kids to the game, and we always eat at Zaxby's, too. It's tradition. We're proud to be the official chicken of college fans. Zaxby's, indescribably good. And don't forget to listen in for the Zaxby's indescribably good player of the week every Monday on Wake Up War Chant. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. The holiday season is upon us, and MyBookie is in the giving spirit with 12 straight days of giveaways. From odds boosts to casino chips to straight-up locks, MyBookie's 12 days of giveaways is a can't-miss promotion. It starts December 21st. It's been going on. It's going to end on January 1st, so hurry up and get on in and get your New Year started off the right way with giveaways that can help you fill your stockings with cash this season. Sign up at MyBookie. Use the promo code WARCHANT on your first deposit to redeem a cash bonus of up to $200. Again, the promo code WARCHANT to claim a brand-new deposit bonus designed for betters looking to cash in and cash out quick. Experience sports in a whole new light and make this season a winning one, maybe a 10-season winning one. 10-win season, maybe 12, 13 playoff winning one. Bet anything, anytime, anywhere with my bookie. Just want to follow up on the, the note about, like my, I had a different Mississippi State friend that says, got to credit the Knowles for filling up the Cheez-It Bowl. I'm like, well, it's a pretty easy drive. He's like, still, in the era of pathetic bowl crowds, this is really strong. Yeah, man. You know, so. I mean, it was a sellout. It, the Cheez-It Bowl. Do you think that happens like if Florida State had eked into the bowl last year at 6-6? Six and six? Right. That probably doesn't happen, right? No. I mean, it's because this team did what it did. To, to start out the way it did, to have the lull, 
and then to rip off the, the wins it did. I just think people are really excited. And as I wrote earlier this week, and as I wrote in the column that's on the site right now, it was just a fun, fun team to watch, yeah. and people really enjoyed it. I heard it, we've heard it from everyone, how much fun they like what they have watching this team. And it's not a national championship team, but it's a really fun team to cover. There's that weird minority of fans that are like, man, I don't like this matchup. Florida State deserves better, which I, I understand that to a certain degree. But, again, that, that's a brand name. And you Absolutely. Gave, you have Brett Venables a whole month to prepare for that offense. And you can maybe say he did a good job, at least for the first half. But eventually, man, like the dam broke, and they couldn't find a way to slow down Florida State. And Trey Benson did wear them down eventually in the end. And Johnny Wilson did make a great catch. And, man, everybody made a catch. Like Marquise and Douglas made a play. Biscuit, Pokey man. Wilson, yeah. so underappreciated, man. Like, I think so many people, I don't know where he'll rank in any sort of thing, but he's one of those guys you'll look back and you'll smile whenever somebody brings up Pokey Wilson. Yeah. You'll think about the way he played his senior season. Just goes back to the whole likability factor about how good this team is, man. I think that's with Jamie Robinson, too, who I wrote about a yeah, little bit. Yeah, I was about to say, about, man, like, if you could play guitar, you'd probably write a song about Jamie Robinson, wouldn't you? He, he deserves it, man. I, mean, I feel like I could write a song even not playing guitar, <laughs> okay. right? right? I can write lyrics, sure. right? Yeah, you could. Um, I'll come up but for the next show. I'll have some Jamie Robinson lyrics. Um, but, yeah, man, just the way he plays the sport. Um, he's banged up. He gets banged up. He's out at practice all the time, never wearing green, always competing. And he plays so hard. And when he's by around the line of scrimmage, he's just a wrecking ball, man. And he's, I just think these young guys getting to watch that for two years, that's invaluable as you move forward um, to see. And I, I don't know if he's coming back. I'm assuming that was his last game. He certainly played like it was his last college football game. And think about that. That guy might be in the NFL in five months. He's draftable. He might be going to a combine in six weeks. He's playing like he'll never get to play football again in the Cheez-It Bowl. You know what I mean? Right. Because it mattered to him. It didn't just matter to him like, let me put some stuff on film. It mattered to him to win that game. He's playing with guys that he hadn't played with in months. And it, it matters to him to win that game, man. And that was, uh, it was just really, it was really neat to cover him. Like if I'd have been able to see him out in the side, like out in the tunnel after he talked, yeah. after he was at the press conference, I would have just... Wanted to, I would have shake, well, I would adapt him up. Right, yeah. I'm fighting a little bit of a cold. I don't want to shake his hand. I would adapt him up and said, man, it was a joy watching you play football. It just was. He's one of those guys that I want to thank for playing the way he played for the last two years. Yeah, he went out, he went out the game for a minute. Like he yep. was down. And I think, and I never questioned whether he'd come back yeah, in the game. And yeah. I don't know why I just, he's just one of those guys that I don't ever question if he's come back in the game. And I think later on that drive, there's either, either they went for it on fourth down or maybe he threw a pick Dylan Gabriel and, and sure enough, like Jamie Robinson was involved in it, man. He picked up the fumble. Yeah. Well, yeah he, he, he recovered well, that, the fumble. That one yeah. Well, yeah. I mean, he just, he's constantly making plays everywhere he's at. I mean, looking at the game, was there ever a time where you were like nervous? I mean I, was, I mean, I was a little bit surprised it was that tight because I, mean, I think I had like 42-17. I thought maybe like maybe the first drive Oklahoma would figure it out then Florida State would just, you know, kind of clamp them down. It became more of like the Florida game. But like were like a nervous moment, pivotal moment, game-changing moment for you? Uh, no, but I, I wonder if that's because of the context of the game. Like I wasn't putting too much stock in the – like was I thinking they might lose? Yeah, 14-3. to Um when they, when they went behind in the third quarter after giving up the touchdown and the two-point conversion. Um, because just when you get in those games, keeping up with Oklahoma can be hard, especially when your defense isn't playing well and they're running down your throat. Like, it puts a lot of pressure on your offense, to, and you might force something because you think your defense can't get a stop, so you make a bad throw, and all of a sudden you're down two touchdowns, and now you're in a real hole. So I, those two times, especially 14-3, to three, 
because it was just like, man, what is the, what is this offense we're watching? And I, I think a lot of it is rust, man. You you go a month without playing. Like if they would have played Oklahoma the week after Florida, I think they scored 35 in the first half. Yeah, that's just why they roll. Yeah. That's just they were on such a roll. But when you take a month off, it can be hard to find your legs again. It can be hard to just find that rhythm. Offense is so rhythmic. Um, and they didn't, they didn't have a great rhythm going. And uh, it showed. But, yeah, once it got into the fourth quarter and they were tied, um, I felt pretty good. But, I, look, man, what if Johnny doesn't make that catch? Yeah. Then they they probably lose the game. I finally found it. Like, the reason I brought it up is because I'm, I'm, I remember like thinking in my head about this, and we talked about it live during the game. But I think they were up at that point. I think they were up fourteen to three, and then it's the second quarter, and then he's got that huge. He's got that deep completion, um, <coughs> to Mims, forty six yards. They go really fast. Yeah. Because yeah. they didn't want it to get challenged, and in this, in the course of going fast. They end up having like a holding call on that very next play, yes. the first down. That puts them behind the chain. So it goes from first and 10 on the Florida State 16, holding that goes to Florida State's 26-yard line, first and 20. They get nothing. Uh, it's second and 20. They get two yards. And on third and 18, they run the ball They run the ball again, and they lose four yards, and they miss the field goal. And that's the play where Jared Verse wrecked the kid. Yeah. yeah. Like, I think at that point, man, even they get like some points there. If they would have gotten a touchdown, I think it would have been, it would not yeah. have been lights out, but it would have been really, really bad for Florida State. But then it goes from maybe a touchdown, don't bend, all right, we'll sell for a field goal. They missed the field goal. Then it was like game and on. And then you went, like I think you me. went right down and scored and made it 14 to 11. Exactly. Um, yeah. That's the, uh, that was the, the touchdown pass to Pokey. That was a beautiful throw into the corner end zone from Jordan. So, yeah, man, again, you know, the momentum from like bowl season, I always think it's a little bit overinflated about like the team becomes like in vogue in the offseason because they won a bowl game. But man, that that was a game that everybody watched. Can't wait to see what the ratings are going to be on this game. I think it's going to be probably yeah. one of the high rated. The only problem game. is that there was a Thursday night football NFL game going nah. on. I don't even that. know who no. played. I don't even know who played. So right, and I don't care. Yeah. Don't even care. I don't care either. So um, again, it just speaks to the, the the overwhelming point about I think just how much you know playing in a game like this I think will pay off. Uh, in this offseason, again, like you and I were mentioning in the rap too, like they really can't just pat themselves on the back for the next six, seven no, months. No, that's the beauty, man, right? Yeah. They have not arrived, and they know that. Like they're probably going to finish somewhere around the top ten. I don't know. It's, some teams have to lose in front of them, but they might finish top ten. But by no means can they figure that they've arrived. Like Jordan Travis has arrived. Yeah. Who else? Like the team itself hasn't. Like 10-3 and three is great, but that's not what you're aiming for. And they've done enough. Those last two games, is they were wins, which is awesome. There were enough flaws in them for them to know that, okay, we've got, we've got some serious improvements to make, and that's why Braden Fisk is coming in. Mm-hmm. That's why the kid from Miami is coming in. They've got to shore up the defensive line. We don't know who else is out coming out there. We don't know who else is coming back. But say Jared Verse and Fabian Lovett do come back. Well, by God, you've got yourself a pretty ferocious front four there. Yeah. If they don't come back, well, by God, the portal's open. You know, you go. You got to go get somebody because this is a championship offense and will be. I guess there's a chance that Johnny could leave. I mean, if you're going to leave, that's a game to go out on. It reminded me a lot. The first time I thought Kelvin Benjamin might leave was the Florida game, and I think he had the exact same stats that Johnny Wilson just had. I'll look it up. Except he had three touchdowns. Oh yeah. And Johnny had zero. But I think he had eight for two hundred two in that game against Florida in 2013. That's when I thought, okay, Kelvin might be ready. But Kelvin was such a freak that um, he was going to be a first. He, he, 
he was going to be a first-round pick, and he knew it, or close to it. I don't think Johnny Wilson's a first-round pick um, if he goes out. But, man, 8 for 202, finishes with, like, in the high 800s for receiving yards. If he comes back, which he should, in my opinion. 9 for 212, Kelvin. Ooh, I was close. I forgot about that 10-yarder he had to <laughs> keep that drive going. But very similar stats, yeah, right? Yeah, yeah. That was kind of his, oh, man. he's. Th but the, the, ke the, the catch he made at the end of the game and the catch he made on that third down throw, which was probably Jordan's worst throw of the night, really. Yeah. And Johnny just went and snagged oh, that man, thing. Oh, man, it was a beautiful catch. That's an catch. incredible catch. Yeah. And a huge catch. Yeah. Um, and really... The reason the game, the reason it was a game is because Florida State was bad on third down in the first half. They played much more like themselves in the second half. That's why they scored almost every time they had the ball. The first half, they were one for six on third down. They got their, they converted their first one on Jordan's run, mm -hmm. and they missed their last, their next five third downs, and then couldn't convert a fourth down. That's not Florida State-like. So that was like the weird stuff that happens in bowl games. That's the weird stuff that happens with Rust. But you saw the real Florida State offense in the second half. If those dudes come back, your offensive line is going to be better, man. It just is. Um, and you, you've got all these skill guys back. Come on, man. You're going to average. You're going to be one of the 10 best offenses in the country. Oh, absolutely. And you get a defense that can get some stops. Um, that's, you, you, you can start talking about contending for championships. That's where I think we are after this season. But I honestly think I would have been there even if they had lost that game. Like if Oklahoma had blocked Fitzgerald's kick and run it back for a touchdown. Oof. I, a horrible, horrible yeah. way yeah, to lose a game. So. I get it, but you still feel good about Jordan Travis. You still feel good about all the. You still feel really good about the team yeah. next year. That wouldn't change much, right. and you know you have holes on defense either way. It's just to me more so than what it means for next year. Although it's cool that you got to play in the stadium, you're going to open up the season with. It's just it was such a fitting in for this team because this team is special. There's been a lot of it's the 25th 10 win team in Florida. That's not special. Right. There's been 24 other teams. As I said in the column, it's. It's two dozen other teams that can hang their hat on a 10-win season of Florida State history. But the way this team got there, where it had to come from, a three-game losing streak, having to win six in a row, that's what makes it unique, and that's why I think it will always be appreciated and remembered. I know your voice is uh, giving out. Two quick things I want to get to. The, the three guys. I apologize, folks. It's, it's the uh, Real quick, though, it's because of the, the, the love we get at the I meet mean, greets, man. Yeah. It was all, we had to yell over some music. It was loud. <laughs> Two quick things, just the, the three guys, Jamie, Jared, um, and Fabian. I mean, who do you think comes back at this point? I mean, we sit here. I think Jamie's gone. Yes. I can't imagine Jared coming back, man, but he, the way he speaks about this place, it makes you kind of feel romantic about the sport. And he's a sophomore, right? Yeah. He's still just a sophomore, so he can play the whole inner early next year game, too. Yeah. And I just think... I mean, he put some plays together he does it. on He's Thursday a, night that yep. you're like, all right, that, those are some good cherries on your... your the last take. play of the game, man. Yeah. That's a, I mean, that's an incredible bull rush, quick move to get inside that guy. My man Dennis Briggs, helping him out too yeah. to sack that. I mean, that was yeah. a really cool ending. Um, Shaheen Brown made a huge play in that drive, by the way, um, tackling him short of the first down to keep the clock running, which then got them to make a false start, which then ran 10. So that play by Shaheen Brown... You know, say it, it, it took 15 on. seconds off the clock, and then it, it was the domino. That's a really big tackle for him. He seems to make plays like that late in games. Um, man, but I just, I think Jared Verse, and this is just me. I, if, I was his, if I was in his circle and he's being told middle of the second round, I mean, golly, that's, that's four and a half, five million dollars guaranteed. But I think he could be a top 10 pick. I think he made a play in that game where he, he ran down 
is either a receiver or a running back on the sweep that killed him the whole game. Mm-hmm. He was the defensive end on the, and he, he, he caught him like a half foot short of the first down, yeah. but then they went for it on fourth down and got it. It's such an unreal play by a defensive end to go run with that guy and track him down. He is a freak of an athlete. He's not technically incredible yet. Maybe another year in college gets him to be a top 10 pick. But the only way that Jared Verse should come back to school, and I hope he does, you guys know I would, if his goal is to be a top 10 pick, because that's what he's not going to be now. Right. But that's what he could be if he comes back. If he comes back and has a dominating season, shows off, gets better, shows off what he can be, yeah, man, you're talking about one of the best defensive players in the United States. And then Fabian, man, like, if you're not good enough to play, like physically, I would assume, right? Uh, if you weren't physically ready to play in this game, like, are you going to be ready to, to do combine testing yeah. and... Yeah, what have you really put on film yeah. enough to, to warrant guaranteeing you're going to make more money than if you come back here and get taken care of by the people that take care of, re, re, you know, yeah. the, the retaining the roster here? So I would say, man, I, at least one out of the three is coming back. Obviously. I would think I'd be I, shocked if all three leave. Yeah, I would shocked. too. I would think I think Jamie to me, Jamie seems like the most evident to be gone. I would put the other guys somewhere in the I'm like. 55%, 58% confidence level that they come back. Oh, okay. Right. Somewhere in there. Not not yeah. 100, but not yeah. 10 either. Right. I, more so, more on the leaning, leaning, slightly leaning towards them coming back. And then last thing, you know, I, I think he said this a few times now, Mike Norvell, about like, I'm, I won't put any limits on this team. Because uh, somebody asked him about like, you know, where are you in, in relations to being close to like a national championship? Do you think we hear him say like the words national championship? This offseason, I don't know if it's going to so much be like during the spring football season, but when we get into the preseason and we get closer to the LSU game, and LSU's probably a preseason top 10 team, you're a preseason top 10 team, it's going to be natural to kind of think about is this a playoff preview? Is it a national championship matchup possibly? Like, will we hear Mike Norvell like embrace a national championship goal, or will it still be like, you know, I'm not going to put a limit on this team? Like, do you think he'll explicitly say the words national championship? No. Because he, he doesn't seem to say that. And I don't think he'll say Florida or Miami either. Yeah. I think he avoids those things until it's time to say it's, it's a national championship. Um, so, no, I, I don't think so. I, I think he'll, he'll just say that. But, look, man, it's a real possibility to at least be in the conversation um, because of what you have coming back on offense. And if you stay healthy, why not? You can get in a playoff. You can win the ACC. You can lose to Clemson once and still win the ACC. It happens. You can yeah. do it. All right, it's like what a time one. to be alive, Aslan. Yeah, we're back. Uh, it's like past one in the morning. Um, but man, the, the best part of this week had, was was for sure was uh, Tuesday nights uh, meet. Well, no, Wednesday nights meet and greet, right? It was Wednesday night. Yeah, yeah. Wednesday nights meet and greet at Harry Buffalo, which I think is going to be headquarters for us before the LSU game on September third. Let's hope. Yeah, that's right. We so, see all you folks back there, man. Um, Greg, Dan from New York. Sean from New York, right? Firefighter Sean? Yep, got his shirts. Yeah. Um, Tom Lang has them, but they're really cool. They're, uh, they're uh, Brooklyn uh, Fire Department short, uh, shirts, and they're awesome. Kurt's another firefighter brethren of uh, Sean's. Uh, he's down here in Florida. Steve and Sandy, Rodney, and like three other generations of Florida State fans were with him. Kevin, I met two other Stevens. Shout out to Robert and Patrick. They're like pro Orlando dudes. Mm. They sent me this like cultivated curated list that Patrick made of like all the top places to go to in Orlando. He's like, tell Jeff to stop dogging on Orlando. I think Jeff turned the corner a little bit on Orlando talking to him on, on Wednesday. Yeah. Uh, Bill and his son, Weston, 
Uh, David, Louis, mm, Louis, Louis. Louis was there for a while with his better half. Yeah. Uh, buying shots. Good old Louis, yeah. man. Uh, Gus and his son Chase. They're from Texas. They just moved to like rural Tallahassee. They're building like a dream house, uh, like the forever, forever home for Gus and his son Chase. Okay. Um, Willie, Cameron, and Devin. I think uh, one of them is a, a, a prospect. I think Cameron's the mm, prospect. Cameron, that's right. Yeah. His pops yep. was uh, filming out his huddle tape. Uh, Jimmy from San Diego. Coast to coast, Cali yeah, to Cali, yeah, folks. I think right. we're lying. That's right. We're not lying. A uh, shout out to Justin, uh, who he said hi to me in the bathroom, but he washed his hands and then elbow dapped me. Which I mean, it would have been weird if he like got out from the urinal and was like, "Hey, what's up, Aslan?" And try to like dap yeah, me up. Yeah, but you're so hygiene, he elbow dapped you. Nice. Yeah. Yeah. We're almost at the end of the list, everybody. John from Miami, Gary, who apparently ran like the Orlando Seminole Booster Club for a long time. Oh, okay, all right. And then shout out to Brock and Jackson. Apparently, they're like they're these two young studs. Um, I mean, I, they're gonna, they're not gonna have problem finding prom dates, I don't think. But uh, oh, look at you, good-looking guys. Uh, yeah, apparently their dad's been a long-time Warchant uh, subscriber, and they use dad's login. And I'm like, oh, they're like, I love you and Corey. I'm like, it's okay, man. Like, are you like, are you, are you like trolling me? Like, you're like 16. Surely don't love us two boring old dudes. I'm like, oh, I love you guys, man. I'm like, we'll shot you on the show. Like, for real? I'm like, we yeah. did it. We so did we it. We did it. We did. And we forgot probably a whole bunch of people. Shout out to all the pillars: James B, Shane, and Michelle. They were there. Um, West from the villages. Man, I'm probably Bill Hayes was there, oh. Corner Pocket owner, yeah. Spencer, my man, Spencer. Yeah. Uh, yeah, man, there were a lot of. It was really cool. It was a great. It was a great turnout. That's why a voice sounds like it does, because it was, it was louder music than I was expecting. And when you talk in a certain way to be nice to people and, like, excited, it really strains I, your throat when you have to yell over them. I over cannot. The music. I got to find a way to talk in a loud place without yelling. Cause, yeah, yeah I, it's I hard. My voice too. And I think the guy's name was Mark. I really hope it is, because he did give me, because he didn't know how to figure out how to donate on the live show. <laughs> he gave me some money. <laughs> Sorry. He gave me some money. I cut it, I, just so you know, I hope your name is Mark. Please be Mark. Uh, I split it in half, and half of it's going to Aslan. So I, I, it really is a, appreciated, and all you folks are so nice and kind to come out uh, and say hello to us. It really is. It, it's why we do it, honestly, and literally that's why I write the way I write, because I know how you guys feel and have felt over the last five years, and I know how exciting that was to win that game and to have this season, because I didn't know it was going to happen again, and it did, and it was really, really cool. And also, shout out to the FSU women's basketball team. Picked up a big road win at number 13, North Carolina. Let's go, on Broken Thursday Company. Night. It's a great Thursday. Let's go, Broken Company. All right, yeah, I just like everything that uh, Corey says. Y'all are awesome, man. We appreciate y'all coming out. We appreciate you guys listening to the podcast. Um, thumbs up, rate and review, all that sort of stuff. Now we got all these sort of months to dream about how great the season's going to be, man. Not like uh, yeah. behind the sky sort of stuff, man. The real stuff. Yeah. It's awesome. Let's go get drunk. Let's do that. For Corey, I'm Aslan. Thank you for listening to Wake Up Board Champ, presented by the Corner Pocket Barn Grill.